Colorado Preps. Kevin Schaefer with your Colorado Preps cast. Well, we've been away from the Preps cast ranks for a couple of weeks here, but we get back into the flow as we approach the football playoffs. We wanted to focus on playoff seeding as brackets from 8-man 1A, 2A, and 5A will come out this Sunday, and then 3A and 4A pairings. They'll be released on the following weekend. There have been some changes to the process, and we want to go through them with former Chaza Commissioner Bud Ozella. But first, a word from Napa and Bank of Colorado. Together, they bring you the Colorado Preps cast. Napa Now at Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers. Buy a two-pack of Night Vision Brilliant Headlamps and get a pair of Proformer wiper blades free. Because when you put safety first, your equipment shouldn't be second rate. So upgrade to Napa Night Vision Brilliant Headlamps and get a pair of Proformer wiper blades free. Do it yourself or have it done for you. That's Napa Know-How. Napa Know-How. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers. Some restrictions apply. While supplies last. Offer ends 12 31 19 What makes Colorado special? It's the mountain peaks and the ones driven to reach higher. It's the communities and the ones who make them unique. It's the sunny days and the ones who make the most of them. Colorado is a state unlike any other because its people are one of a kind. And we're the local bank that treats you that way. Bank of Colorado. There's only one. Member FDIC. As we mentioned at the top, we visited with Bud Ozello earlier this week. He's a former assistant commissioner with Chaz, and now he retired at the end of last season, but he ran the football committee for a few years and was on hand and involved in many of the changes that go into effect with seating this year. That's why we visited with him. Now, we began our conversation by focusing on the addition of other rankings that can be used once the 16 teams are decided by RPI. Those additional sources, of course, Max Preps, Packard Rankings, and the Chazza polls again to go along with RPI. I know when I was there, we tried to make uh, things better, things uh, take notes throughout the year, take notes after the bracket is, is, uh, is published, uh, and, and listen to the voices that needed to be listened to. There's a lot of noise out there, but there are voices that need to be listened to. Um, and, and because in, in, in December or January, when you have a committee meeting and these are all put together, because we have to follow what the committee has um has voted on and approved, and then the legislative council has approved, um, and that all takes place with a, with a January committee meeting, and that's step one. That um, how can we improve the process, and how can we improve the seating process? And it, it, it's not a perfect science, Kevin. You know, and I, and I know um, if it was, I would sell it to the NC2A. I'd sell it to other states, and we'd be multimillionaires. There's there's no perfect process and there are upsets on the bracket there are um, you know because you still have to play no matter what that number is in front of your team name you still have to play so step one is uh, the actual committee and and what they work on and in football uh, that's a committee and and all committees put so much time and effort that's one that uh, not only is is talking throughout the year in in emails and in, in chat rooms um, but the, that is what we're trying to improve on so when, when we did this uh, step one was the committee meeting step two was getting legislative council approval in April um, which we did and and uh, and we made some changes now eight the six man and the eight man wanted to stay uh, how they were 
uh, without making any changes, and then 1A through 5A made some changes within their seeding. Now, it's still captured with the RPI. Uh, those top 16 teams are still captured except for 5A, which, again, is a little larger of a bracket. But uh, those are all captured by RPI, and then we start the seeding process, which, um, you know, you can ask questions and we'll kind of go through what it's going to be. Okay, and we'll get to some of those changes in a moment, but let's just start the, the, the uh, discussion with the actual process. What's the role of CHAZA uh, here coming up this week? We're going to have some seeding committees meeting on Saturday and Sunday this week, so what's the role of CHAZA at this point in getting the information ready to go? You know, uh, Ryan does an excellent job, as you know, uh, Ryan yeah. Casey, with, with the RPI and the, and the Packard, and, and now the coaches' poll, which we'll talk about shortly. Um, does an excellent job in that preparation. And, and and I know the assistant commissioners, not only in football but in all the sports, uh, they start these preparations months out in advance to, to get information uh, to those committee members, to schools, to, so everybody is aware of how it's going to be done. It's not something that uh, on Sunday afternoon that you're shocked or surprised how it was done. Now, you might not be, uh, you know, it might not be, well, that's not where we think we should be seated, um, that's not the question. I think the, the the focus was make sure as a chess assistant commissioner that we had prepared you of how it's going to be done and, and then for the structure of uh, how that meeting is going to take place. Okay, and then when the meeting convenes uh, for the seating group, and that's a little bit of a change this year as well, and we'll get to that in a moment, but when they first kind of get together there coming up this weekend for some of the divisions, again, what are their first assignments? What are some of the initial things they're going to start looking at? You know, we have to have, we always look, uh, step one was automatic qualifiers. Who's on the bracket? Uh, We have to search. There might be a team that's outside that top uh, 16 in the RPI that is a conference champion that has to be recognized and placed onto that bracket. Um, So we have to check that. And so uh, the committee comes in, they'll identify their automatic qualifiers. Uh, First of all, step one, that's how I did it. We had identified our automatic qualifiers to make sure they were on the bracket uh, uh, or will be placed on the bracket. And step two, then, is to start to go through the criteria in which the committee wrote, because that's that's all that's all a seating committee can actually do is is uh, go through and seed seed with the criteria in which the committee wrote and which the legislative council approved. And in the past, the criteria was heavily devoted to RPI, but as we said at the top, that criteria has changed quite a bit this year. Um, again, more sources can be used, head-to-head can be used. League finish is also going to play a role this year. Then we only have one group that's going to seed every bracket, 1A through 5A this year. So quite a bit of different philosophy going into the bracket this year. It is, Kevin. And, and one of the thoughts we had, we had we had Mike Kruger as our football chair mm-hmm. uh, two years ago. We had Chris Knoll as our football chair. And, and again, uh, throughout the year, we, we tried to listen as much as we could and take notes and say, how can we improve the process? And again, it's not perfect. Nope. Uh, and I know Adam Bright will uh, will be taking notes and saying, how can we improve it again? But you know what we looked at, uh, and you've already mentioned some, but we looked at there, there's data available to us. Um, and uh, so Ryan and I and Chris and, 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 and Rhonda Blanford Green, uh, Tom Robinson was in the room. Uh, we started to look to see how can we make the process better. And with that, we said, let's start to use some data. We also, you know, there, there's four points in, in which uh, they, will, they will see by 
this year, but uh, three of those points are data markers and, and gathering that data. Uh, the other point is is that uh, coaches get a voice on on where they're you know where they think teams are, and, and they had to vote uh, as you know eight of ten times during a weekly poll. Uh, to make sure that uh, we have a coaches poll. So 25%, it's an equal uh, distribution. 25% of that is a coaches poll. Yeah, and so uh, that other criteria. One other thing, it, it looks like, and I haven't found it in the bulletin, but in the past, league champs were guaranteed almost a home game in the first round. I don't believe that's in place anymore this year. Is that correct? It is, and, and that was one of the things. Now, you know, a lot of our league champions will finish uh, in that top side, uh, but but not always a guarantee as a, as mm-hmm. a home date. Um, so you know, and, and in football, it's very important, and that's why we have what we have is we alternate sites and we alternate weeks, and we you know I know Adam will still be doing coin, coin flips, or he's already done them for six A, and um, because there's a lot of travel in that classification, I mean, you, you start to look at the, some of those travels uh, that they have. It's just uh, unbelievable, right? Um, they're going across the state, so. You know, those are things that, that they look at also and, and where they're placed and, and uh, try to at least take some consideration to travel, but not always a guarantee that uh, that first one's going to be a home uh, a home site. Okay, so we've got our automatic qualifiers. We've used the RPI to determine the wild card. So, again, we have 16 teams in the bracket or 24 in 5A. So now we've got those teams. How do we do that? We start by, I think, putting up league champions on the board to draw our number one overall seed. Correct, and and you know the the, the four sources uh, that that will be used are uh, would be equally max preps, Packard ranking, uh, coaches poll, RPI. Um, you know the conference again, conference champions are automatic qualifier. Um, next qualifiers will be the next highest final RPI rankings, and and, and you put those on the board. Um, I, I think you know some of the important items here is that uh, you know they that you have those four sources and now um, once you put them up on the bracket it's kind of hard to move, start to move those around you talked about head-to-head league finish uh, taken into consideration absolutely um, and then if they're touching and it was a head-to-head they have to be like a, a two and a three or touching a three and a four or touching I can flip that but I can't fall from a, a three to a seven because of a head-to-head um, uh, it, you know, I, I think that's unfair. Now, this is my personal opinion. I think that was unfair um, on a head-to-head, but I think that, you know, if you're touching, um, and again, I, I, you know, Kevin, and this is another thing that I think is very important, uh, the Chassa Assistant Commission, whatever sport it is, um, they don't get a vote. That's the one person in that room that does not get a vote. Um, what they have to do is make sure that that committee follows the guidelines in which the um, – whatever committee it was uh, set the criteria. So you know, I, I think that that's the important thing um, and, and when you're doing that. And so I don't know how much movement you'll see. I don't. I think it'll be minimal um, because the criteria kind of gets you ready and you, you almost know where you're going to be. Okay, and when I mentioned conference finish, again, kind of another gray area that I want to make sure I understand and the folks listening understand 
because the way it's spelled out in the bulletin to me, this is how I read it, but is that all the league champions against, say, let's use 1A, all the league champions are put up on the board, and that's where your number one seed comes from. So let's use uh, the North Central for an example. So if Lyman is your league champion, they're chosen, say, as the number one seed, and then Holyoke is the number two team, then they go up on the board with the rest of the league champions, and then your number two seed is overall uh, chosen. Am I right in that theory? Is that how you it know, works? And, and, and that's how it used to be, Kevin. Okay. Uh, I think in years past. This year it will be a little bit different. Uh, you know, I don't know how, how Adam has prepared them, uh, prepared his committee, but, but you mentioned something that's very important. Um, and I'm not trying to eliminate people because we had some fantastic seating committees, but you mentioned something very important. The people who wrote the seating criteria, which was the football committee, will be seating the brackets 1A through 5A. It's the same people across the board right. where in the past, this is a big change, where in the past um, we had a different seating committee for every classification. A6, A8, um, you know, eight men and uh, A6 are, uh, they still had committees coming into the office. Mm-hmm. Uh, this week it'll be 1, 1A through 5A will be seated by the football committee. Um, so, so you're going to have that consistency. Again, we listened uh, about consistency across the board. Um, and you and I had this talk last week. Yes, we did. I was one of the biggest guys yelling for that. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Consistency across. You, you and I had a 30-minute conversation. We did. Just, um, uh, consistency across the board. And, again, we listened. Um, and it, it, it's not a perfect science, but we listened and said, okay, uh, the people who actually wrote the criteria are going to be sitting in that room. Um, you know, and, and if you're an active coach, such as Ryan Goddard, uh, from South, uh, he won't be actually he won't be able to serve on the committee because right. uh, his team is is in the playoffs, so they'll get a replacement uh, for that. So, you know, I, I think those are all very important, Kevin. And, I, and how Adam uh, Bright, who's the commissioner over football, does a fantastic job. Uh, I, I think he he has them prepared, and, and Chris Nolas, the committee chair, also right. will be prepared. And and they're geared up, and they have been for a couple months. They start to watch those numbers in the in the third or fourth week and uh, start to apply this. Gotcha. Is that going to slow down the process, you think, because they're going to have to do, you know, this week you've got 5A, 2A, and 1A that will come out with this committee. So it's probably going to slow down the process a little bit, I would assume. It might. Uh, again, I, I know they're gearing up. So so during the week uh, with, with you know, just one week, this is the final week of the, of the uh, and they'll be in on Saturday. They'll probably um, do some work there and then come in on Sunday morning. Uh, and, and clear, but you're you're correct. They they have three to do. They you know they did uh, a six last week. They have three to do um, this week, and then uh, next week they'll do some more. So um, I, I think it could slow down the process because you they won't you know I, if it were me again I'm not sitting there, um, and uh, if it were me we would we would not release until they were all completed. Gotcha. Okay, so that's something to watch for too. Uh, you mentioned travel before, and that comes into play mainly, obviously, in the in the smaller classifications, 8-man, 1A, 2A for the most part, some 3A. But uh, how much of a factor is that? Because that is part of their criteria, especially with the lower seeds. So 
Is that as major a problem as there a concern as it has been in the past? How do we decide which teams are going to be moved? Those kind of things. What are the what are the processes there? Well, we focused, in, and when I did it again, I'm going to go just on my personal mm-hmm. uh, reflections. When I did it, we looked, especially in that first round. Now, when you get to the second round, because you can't play the bracket out, and I, I learned that early in my career, you just <laughs> you, you can't assume that someone's going to win. Um, so, you know, what we did is focused on the first round. And uh, if we had travel uh, complications or we're going from one side of the state to the other, which you will see in the second round in every classification, with the exception, as you say, 4A and 5A, uh, 3A a little bit. But um, you do have some, some teams from West Grand going all the You saw it last year. Yeah. Um, yeah. You saw Honey that's way down in the southeast corner going way north, uh, you know, where, where they have overnight trips. Uh, but we look in, you know, as a personal reflection, we looked in the first round to see how can we make some adjustments um, in the bottom half of the bracket to help alleviate some of the travel that uh, we're not traveling uh, four, five, six hours uh, to get to a game um, and, and to participate for three hours and then travel five, six, you know, five or six hours home again uh, and safe travel. But you were so spread out in the state of Colorado, as you know, with all of our classifications mm-hmm. from A6 to 3A, um, we have to do the best we can in travel. And again, that's that's something that uh, we took notes and we listened, and we said, okay, um, is this going to affect, have a large effect on the bracket, number one, uh, but also the effect of, of travel where it's going to cost the school uh, uh, a, a lot of money to travel. Right, and and sometimes it's just avoidable. Uh, I think you're going to have major issues in the eight-man bracket because you've got so many teams from two different leagues, so travel's a concern, and then conference matches in the first round is a, is a tough one to avoid sure. there. So. Okay. It is, and I was even I was looking at a few of the conferences as they finished this week, and you, you know if you just look strictly at the at the data, um, you have a couple conference opponents that you try to try not to. They just played each other. Yep. Uh, you try not to do that, uh, and then you look at travel, but. Yeah, sometimes it's avoidable. Okay, we've got the 16 teams placed in the bracket. I'm sure it's double-checked, triple-checked, quadruple-checked, and how often is it changed from, say, the first draft? You know, and again, personal experience, uh, there's a lot of discussion, but once we get to that that point where it's double-checked, triple-checked, and and everybody has voted because everybody uh, in the room has to agree that uh, that's what the how the bracket is going to be released, then uh, then it's uh, actually put up and and released on it to the public and to the schools. Okay, uh, a lot of discussion after the fact, or it's just since everybody's voted, that's that's a done deal. It is, and, and uh, you know, at that point, uh, again, you, you've been gearing up for this for the last month of the, at that point, because you, you have your notes, you have uh, notes that, that, mm-hmm. that the assistant commissioner has sent. Uh, you, you have all of that in front of you, and you have the data, and that's that's what we tried to do to, to say, okay, how could we alleviate some of those where um, it's like, how did this happen, or where did it go, or, or how could this, uh, you know, how it could have been, and, and one, Kevin, one of the problems we had is even identify the, the 16, if it wasn't a conference champion of making those moves, that's a tough thing to say, hey, uh, we finished 16th in the RPI, but we got bumped. And I, mm-hmm. I think it happened in softball. I think it's happened in soccer this year. It just happens. Um, you know, you're sitting there thinking we're going to make the playoffs, and all of a sudden you look, and, and down there in football at number 18 is mm-hmm. the conference champion, and they're in. 
Yeah, yeah. I think we're going to have that situation twice in 2A and once in 1A this year, and we've tried to lay that out that in some cases you may want to get to the top 14 of RPI and not top 16. Absolutely. So, so yeah. Absolutely. And I was always a person, and you know this, we, we talked about this. I, I just, uh, as a former coach way back in the dark ages, but as a former coach, uh, once you're on the bracket, to me, and again, this is a personal feeling, to me, you, you've got to play. Mm-hmm. You've got to, you've mm-hmm. got to win survive and move on and, and so that number in front of uh, a school name is sometimes uh, as we saw in state 5a softball i believe there was a 16 who knocked a one off on the first day yep. um uh right yep. out of the blocks and you got to play and and uh you know I, I know teams have fantastic regular seasons and just sometimes uh, i've coached you just you don't have it that day um, just doesn't fall your way. That again, former assistant chancellor commissioner Bud Ozello. He is retired, but he's still watching with interest on how the brackets will play out over the next couple of weeks. Again, they'll be released on Sunday for four of the seven football classes. Our preps cast again presented in part by Napa. Remember, they're not just a brand, but a legacy. It's a legacy of dad spending quality time with kids and grandpa teaching how things work. It's a legacy of your first car and independence. Continue that legacy at your local locally owned Napa Auto Parts store. We're also presented by Bank of Colorado. Honesty, integrity, and clarity. It's the way you live and the way we bank. Bank of Colorado has been family-owned, community-focused, and a bank for generations, and they'll be here for generations to come. Bank of Colorado, there's only one member FDIC. Thanks for joining us for this edition of Colorado PrepsCast. Again, please track our website this weekend. We'll follow district volleyball tournaments, all the football results, and the official release of playoff rounds. Rackets coming out on Sunday. I'm Kevin Schaefer.